And if you would please, tonight, <clears throat> First John. I love the book of First John, but tonight I would just like to chapter 3, the book of First John. And I'd like for us just to read a little bit. I would like to challenge you to read the book of 1 John over and over to yourself. That God, will, Every time you read it, I promise you, God will reveal something not necessarily different because the Bible's never different, but it will reveal to you something that you didn't see before. And so uh, please read it over and over. And it is such a blessing. In chapter 3, verse 1, <clears throat> Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man <clears throat> that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth again. Uh, has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in them. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever hateth this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shut up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, then God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is a commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son of 
Jesus Christ and love one another as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. Hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he has given us. Father, I pray in Jesus' name now that you will bless the reading and studying of thy word to our hearts tonight. Open your truths to us by the Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, I want to clear up something and I'll get to the message. Uh, verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. Now that's not a contradiction. We know we're all sinners. Amen? But if you read it closer, uh, the second part of that verse says, For or because of his seed remains in him, he cannot sin because he is born of God. The Holy Spirit in us is the one, if you're studying, you have to run all the references on him, is who he's talking about. We're born of God. We're the children of God. And the Holy Spirit in us, he cannot sin. Amen? We belong to God. And there's just several doctrinal truths that I don't have time tonight to clear up, but never does the Word of God contradict itself, and I want you to see that. Because just because somebody commits a murder does not mean that they cannot be saved. Anybody can be saved by God's grace. And so uh, get that straight in your life now because what he's talking about here is a child of God. We don't have murder in our hearts since we've been saved by the Holy Spirit. We have the power of God and the Holy Spirit is in us. Now, <clears throat> notice if you would please, in the, here John started the first verse off with, Behold, and all sinners saved by God's grace, needs to stop and gaze upon the cross of Calvary because Jesus on the cross was God's love on display for all ungodly and unsaved people. Then notice the word manner in verse 1. <coughs> and, and this word manner takes us back to Matthew 8, verse 27. When the ship was about to sink, beneath the stormy waves, and Jesus was asleep in the ship, and the disciples cried out, listen to this, Lord, save us, we perish. And Jesus rebuked the winds and the waters, obeyed his voice. Then the disciples declared, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? What I'm trying to say to you, notice in, in John chapter 1, uh, here in verse 1 I mean or chapter 3 what manner now that's the same thing he's talking about we we ought to look at Jesus Christ what manner a man is what kind of man is it they knew no other man was like this his disciples did they knew that this man had to come from another world then also his manner of love is singular he's not only loved he is loved amen and I tell people all the time, and I, I believe this from my heart, you don't know what love is until you get born again. An unsaved person, what they call love, is usually lust. And you don't know what love is, and when you get born again, you have the love of God in you. Now you can understand how to love. In John 3.16, For God so loved the world. <coughs> it was God's grace or God's love that allowed Jesus to die for sinners like you and I. 
it's just like a, a young fellow said, you trying to tell me that God would kill his son for you? I said, that's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. He said, you got a son? I said, yeah. Would you kill your son for me? I said, not on your life. I ain't killing my son for you. But I don't have that kind of love. Uh, God's love is different. He, he loves the whole world. Did you know that God loves the worst sinner on the face of this earth? He loves the one that's so clean and nice in this world alike. He loves everybody alike. And Jesus died for sinners like you and I. Then notice verse 2, beloved. Now are we the sons of God. Now notice the word there, sons, not the only begotten son, but we are sons of God. We're not to pray, Lord, at last save us in heaven. Now I know a lot of people they believe that when they die and they get to heaven, I'm saved because I got to heaven. No, you won't get to heaven unless you're saved here first. I'm a son of God right now. And I'm and nobody's going to heaven unless you are sons of God. We're sons of God right now. We're members of the body of Christ right now. In fact, in God's eyes, we're already citizens in heaven. We're set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. Now, some would say we're presumptuous to be so dogmatic about the certainty of going to heaven. But if I believe that the greatest sin a man can commit is a sin of unbelief, and if God says it is, then I can be dogmatic about that. Unbelief is the greatest sin that you can commit. <laughs> I believe every born-again believer knows that he is a believer. I don't have any doubt in my mind. I'm a believer in Christ Jesus. Amen? Now, sons of God possesses the Holy Spirit, and He dwells in us. Sons of God are born to the Spirit, John 3, verse 5. Sons of God are baptized in the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Sons of God are led by the Holy Spirit, Romans 8, verse 14. Sons of God are assured by the testimony of the Holy Spirit. Sons of God are sealed by the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4.30. So, it is a divine impossibility to be born again, washed in the blood, and dwell by the Holy Spirit, and not know it. Now, are we sons of God? We don't wait to be. I would hate to be like I know some people. I, say, I hope I'm saved. No, I know I'm saved. Amen? Now, notice the middle part of verse 2. And it doeth not yet appear what we shall be. In other words, what we shall be hereafter is not fully known or revealed. Sometimes I sit and study because I'm getting anxious to go to heaven. I just am. I know it ain't going to be long before I leave this world and go to heaven or Jesus is coming back. One or the other is going to happen soon. And I think about it a great deal. And I talk to the Lord, I read the Bible, and I study. I want to know what it's going to be like when the, the last second that I take my last breath on this earth, absent body, present Lord, what, what's that travel going to be like? In that second, what's that going to be like? Or am I going to be changed from this fleshly body into a glorified body? And I ask myself, and the, the Word of God I look for, what kind of body is that going to be like? And what kind of experience is that going to be like? Think about it. Here we are in darkness and sin of the world, and all of a sudden we're in light of the glory of God. What a moment 
that that's going to be. And I got so many questions that I think about all the time. What's it going to be like when you take your last breath? Now, but one thing, we don't know everything, but one thing is revealed. We know we are sons of God. Secondly, we see the second thing we can know is that <clears throat> Romans 8.29, we're predestined to be conformed to the image of God's Son. Now, in other words, whatever Jesus is like, then I'm going to be like Him. Amen? You think about that. And so you need to study John 20 and Luke 24 to find out what Jesus is like. We could not understand all about these glorified bodies if Jesus told us because of our minds. We don't have a glorified mind yet. We have a finite mind. That means one I see through a glass darkly now. I don't understand everything. I don't understand how uh, that uh, it just seemed like that God has took His hand off of our country and we're in the mess we're in. And I know a lot of Christians in this country loves the Lord and worships the Lord. And we're going through the times that we're going through. I don't understand that, but one day we will. And we're going to be like Him. We'll have a glorified mind, but not now. Then John 20, verse 15, we shall talk and recognize Jesus' voice. In John 21, verse 12 through 15, notice they ate with Jesus. In Luke 24, we can feel one another because he told Thomas to put his hands into his side and feel of him. <clears throat> we shall have flesh and bone. We'll have no barriers. We cannot pass through. Won't that be something? Just think about it. Just for a few minutes, a few things, we do know about what we shall be. But there is much more we don't know yet. But notice two things in the last part of verse 2 of chapter, 1 John chapter 3. Number one, we shall be like Jesus. First, that sinless perfect. No more dying because sin causes death. And then, one other thing please, before we go tonight. And we shall see Him. Can you imagine that for just a second? Seeing your Savior. And we shall see Him as He is. The disciples saw Jesus walking on this earth. And they knew Him as a man. In fact, they didn't even believe He was God in the flesh till after His resurrection. And all the miracles they saw Him do. Can you imagine after they died and went to Him? Then they really saw Him. That's what I'm looking forward to. Amen. And every time I read the book of John... I think when God said, Now are you the sons of God. And it doesn't yet appear what we shall be and what it's going to be like. Boy, that's going to be something. I'll leave you with a laugh. One man said to his wife, Why can't you cook biscuits like my mother used to? She said, Why can't you bring the dough home like your daddy used to do? <laughs> I like a laugh every once in a while. Amen. Glad I'm saved tonight. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being the pastor of this church. I thank you so much, Lord, for the people of this church that love you. And they want to be like you. One day we shall completely be like you. We'll think like you, talk like you, act like you. Everything about you, Lord, is perfect. And I pray, God, one of these days we'll be there. Bless us now as your people. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.